Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. Today's episode is thanks to Thanksgiving. A little meta for you. Uh, I realize that if you're listening to this in real time, it is after Thanksgiving, but I lost track of time and I think it's still relevant, um, probably even more relevant than it might have been last week. You can be the judge of that or not. Anyways, this episode came about of me thinking about how generally there's been a huge push to be grateful and start a gratitude practice and every day write three things you're grateful for and gratitude leads to happiness and fulfillment, make it a part of your daily practice and blah, 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 blah. But I personally hate these things. And I was thinking, wow, Amanda, are you just like an ungrateful cold bee? And I did some Googling and I realized that there's a lot more people who feel the way that I feel. And so I just real quick synopsis of what this episode can be about is just, I think gratitude practices have been forced on us and I don't get me wrong. I think gratitude has great value and I totally get all the things that it's saying, but I feel like sometimes you should be allowed to wallow in your feelings and just feel those feelings. And sometimes the gratitudes you put just make you feel not genuine and in their comparison to other people. And so I don't think comparing your life to other people in the practice of, oh, I have it better off than some people. I should be grateful for this. Why don't I feel grateful? Just sometimes make you feel worse. I know at least it made me feel like a phony. So today I'm going to do a possible hot take on how forced acts of gratitude makes you feel worse. And I just... Again, you do what you want, but I'm giving myself and you permission to feel sometimes ungrateful or just not, don't feel pressure to be grateful and just be allowed to feel negative feelings sometimes. Don't wallow for days and days and days. But if you want to wallow for like a half an hour and watch a Netflix show, like do you. So anyways, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hot take, like I said, but I don't know about you, but I am tired of hearing gurus on social media and other podcasts and books and blah, blah, blah. The news talking about how the act of being grateful had such a major impact on their mental health and physical health. And I always see them. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Great for them. But like I said earlier, for me, at least, and at least a bunch of others based on my Googling before this episode, I feel like it's annoying and can even be harmful And for a while, I tried to drink the Kool-Aid of being grateful each day and writing it in a journal. Um, And if you listen to the episode, Is Your Morning Routine Killing Your Productivity? Mine was episode six. And you know that I used to have this whole morning routine of hype up and gratitudes that I eventually realized just made me bored and actually decreased my productivity. And this gratitude practice was actually one of them. So during this time, I had a gratitude practice and write down three things I was grateful for each day. I was okay with it for like a few weeks, but then I would get kind of annoyed at myself that I kept, I don't know if annoyed is the right word, but just kind of like feeling like maybe I should be writing more that I kept writing the basic same things again and again. And I couldn't think of anything else that I would, that I was generally like genuinely grateful for. I would mostly write that I'm thankful for my husband for being such a great husband and father and being so supportive. I'm grateful for my daughter that she's so sweet and thoughtful and I'm grateful for my supportive friends. It was generally a three of like those three things in different phrasings. And after like a couple weeks of that, of like every, like Monday through Friday, every day, I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I I guess I should write different things. I was like, um, I don't know. It was cold. I'm grateful that I have a mini heater next to me because I'm cold. And I guess some people don't have that. I'm grateful with this clean water in my water bottle that I didn't have to walk like 20 miles and carry it on my head. And like, I'm grateful for working electricity so I can work from home. I'm grateful for legs that work so I can go to the gym. I don't like every other gratitude that I thought of that I like quote unquote should be grateful for made me just felt forced. And it made me like 
pause and ask myself where I didn't before just thinking, am I an ungrateful jerk? And I wasn't connected because I wasn't connected to the things that I was writing that I should quote unquote be grateful for. And I felt like I was just writing these things because I should be grateful because others don't have them. Like I should be grateful for electricity and heat because others don't have them. But I've always had clean water. I've always had working electricity. And so it's hard for to feel that grateful for something that you've always had or has been there. Like, does that make sense? Because it's it's like putting your life in comparison to somebody else. And I don't know if that's gratitude more as like just recognizing that you have a privilege. Like I'm like, okay, cool. I understand that other people don't have running water or the water that they have isn't maybe clean, like Flint, Michigan, for example, or like half the world, which is why there's lots of nonprofits on like making clean water for people. I totally get that. And if I were them, I would be very grateful for clean water, but because I've always had clean water, it doesn't cross my mind to be grateful because it's just a given. Like I've always had working legs. So like, it's like the thing, like, what is it? The, you don't miss, you don't realize what you're missing until it's gone kind of thing. And I'm not saying like, I get the gratitude practice of uh, appreciating what you have while you have it. Not just like, like, I don't appreciate that I can breathe through my nose until I have a cold. I'm like, God, this sucks. I hate being a mouth breather. It's so annoying, but I'm not every day conscious of like, Oh, thank God I can breathe through my nose. You know what I mean? And so it would, it would be stupid to write that down because it's only in the absence of it that you feel grateful. Or like if I worked really hard to breathe through my nose, would I be grateful that I can breathe through my nose? But really it's just like sinuses being stuffed up because of a cold. That's a silly example, but hopefully you get what I mean. Where like you only appreciate these things if you no longer have them or if you worked really hard for them. So, or in comparison to somebody else, which I don't think you should be comparing to something else, positive or negatively, because it kind of puts you in a place like, you are better off than them. And so anyways, getting back to the main point is that I felt like it was forcing me to be grateful for things in comparison to others. Like their life must, my life must be better because I have clean water and others don't. And I should be grateful that I'm not, I don't know, a child working in a horrendous Indian brothel. That's always my go-to because I watched a documentary about it and it was literally so sad and I, I'm never going to watch it again. It was so sad for humanity. And I just, it made me actually feel worse. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, there's so much like going on that. Like, you're just not privy to like, you're not privy to, but anyways, I don't want to get on that down or no, but point is that's always my go-to. And, and then it always compare. I always then compare my life. Like Amanda, you're not a child working in an Indian brothel. Like stop whining. You know what I mean? So then I would feel bad or guilty that I wasn't appreciating every second that I was using my legs or drinking clean water or using the heater because others don't have those things. And I do. And I don't know, it's a weird thing to process once I realized that this gratitude practice was actually putting guilty thoughts in my head of look at all the stuff you have, walk off with your healthy legs and go chug some clean water, you whiny bee. You know what I mean? Like that's every single time I felt not great about my life or something or my, myself or whatever. When I would think like that and write down my gratitude, like, well, at least I have this, at least I have that. It actually wouldn't make me feel better. All it would do is point out the things that I'm supposed to be grateful for. And it wouldn't let me feel whatever I was feeling and just like move through it. It actually made me feel worse, like guilty, like I wasn't appreciating the things that I had. And so I'm just, I guess that's what this main point of this episode is. And I just wanted to put that out there that in case I wasn't the only one that felt that way and kind of give validation to that. Or maybe you don't feel that way and I'm just kind of putting it in a different way and you're like, oh, maybe I never thought of that. I just, I know it can't be the only one that feels this way. 
So what I was actually grateful for were the initial three things that I kept writing down, like I said, my husband, my daughter, and my friends. All of the things that I was writing down each day were relationships that I built and found value in. Like I had built them and like cultivated them. I didn't just kind of accumulate them. Like I bought them. I worked to get them and like put effort into them and had like actual feelings involved in them. So for me, the gratitude journal of trying to come up with general gratitudes beyond that was just making me feel like a whiny little white girl in the suburbs, which I don't know, maybe you think I am. For context, not that I have to explain myself. My husband's like, why do I just have to feel like you have to defend yourself? I'm not defending myself. I'm just saying, don't get me wrong. I worked hard to get where I am right now. Like little backstory that I, I think I've like hinted at in previous episodes. But like, for example, um, my husband makes the joke that I never, I didn't escape teen pregnancy because I found out I was pregnant a month before I turned 20. So I was technically 19 when I found out when I got pregnant. I had her when I was 20. But anyways, he makes a joke that I was a teenage pregnant. I was basically living in squalor for the first like two years of her life. Um, the house that I would like where I was in would definitely have been on a TLC show of like, why aren't they calling CPS child protective services on this? Like, what is this? I was literally on all the Maryland state run programs that you could have been on for the maximum amount of food stamps, welfare, daycare vouchers. So I could, you know, take my daughter to school or take my daughter to daycare while I went to school full time. I had Medicaid for her literally all of it. I was also like terribly postpartum depressed, emotionally messed up, lonely, all the things. It was bad times. Okay. So don't get me wrong. Like where I am now versus she's 10 now. So where I am now versus where I was like, even, I don't know, I guess eight what years ago or whatever. I worked really hard to be where I am right now. You know, like I'm in a healthy relationship, friendships that I cherish a home that uh, Amanda from 10 years ago would have never even dreamed would be an option. This would have been in like, I'm not like living in a mansion or anything like that. Let's calm down. <laughs> but like when I look around at my house now, like anybody, I feel like most people are like, oh, I wish it were like different. The tiles cracked. Oh, this room is so stupidly laid out. Why is it like this? Like, oh, crap, we have to replace the windows. Like they're trash and they like keep letting air out versus I can't appreciate, I feel like I sometimes can't appreciate that because I would then have to be putting myself in Amanda 10 years ago of being like, Amanda 10 years ago would have never dreamed of this house. This is amazing. This would have been my dream home, right? And it would have like something like a couple, like a couple months ago, I did look around and think that like, wow, like cool, you know, like you're safe now. Cool. But it wasn't like a gratitude situation. It was just like, wow, that sucked. And it was still like, I guess my point is like with that, the gratitude practice, even when I look at me from 10 years ago to be grateful of, it's still me comparing myself currently to Amanda 10 years ago, because Amanda 10 years ago seems like a completely different, I guess it was a completely different person, different life, whatever. And my life is better than her now, which is great, but it's still a comparison thing. So I feel like sometimes gratitude is just very comparison-y. I know that's not a word, but I just don't like the comparison aspect of it. And maybe I'm doing gratitude, quote unquote, wrong. If there's a gratitude wrong or right situation, but I just feel like I'm doing it maybe wrong then if that's how it, it, it is. What I'm most grateful for were the relationships I had built for myself over the past few years that had, like I said, nothing to do with what I achieved or overcame or what I was able to accumulate any of that other than just kind of internal work because I was seemingly unable to create healthy relationships of any kind up until a few years ago. 
And so for me, the thing I'm most grateful for is relation, the relationships, because they take a lot of work, which is something I don't know if people actively think about on a regular basis. Like to be a good friend, you have to remember certain things. You have to actively engage. You have to be able to allow them space to not smother them, which was a big issue for me due to my insecure attachment issues Um, and all these other things that you don't necessarily think about. But if you think about being a good, I don't want to say a good person in a relationship, but on the other side of a relationship, what is a good side of that relationship is like listening, giving space, remembering the names of their, like if they have children, remembering the names of their children, writing down their, I'm like terrible at remembering the actual dates. But if someone mentions their birthday to me, I'll mark it on my calendar, on my Google calendar and just make it like an annual thing. So I know their birthday and I don't have to question them to do it. Even if I don't like remember it all the time, it's just like little things that you have to like actively think about that I maybe didn't think about, and especially like the giving space. And if they don't text me back within like a day, like it doesn't mean they don't like you. It just means maybe they're busy. So he was the thing that I'm most proud and grateful for. Isn't that I went, a lot of people say that like, wow, that's really awesome for the fact that I went back to school full time, got a 3.9 GPA with a two-year-old daughter and didn't become a statistic, blah, 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 which is what a lot of people say I should be proud of. Um, but it's not that it's now it's that I'm able to build and hopefully maintain healthy relationships that, you know, both of us feel supported and a sense of connection because I couldn't do that before. And honestly, I couldn't really do that like four years ago even. Um, and so now looking at it, I'm like, I guess it's no wonder that I didn't, the friends that I made previous to four years ago, even are not friends. Like we're not friends anymore. Really. It's not surprising to me, like looking at it objectively, I picked people that, maybe we're not great in certain things and I didn't look at him or like I was smothering and all these other things. And now I'm like, okay, I can recognize a person as the person they are and theoretically accept them and feel like a sense of connection instead of just like looking to try to be connecting with them and like actually feel connected. If that makes sense, the difference between like trying to build a connection and actually feeling it and not just kind of like catering to what I think they'd want to be connected about, but I'm not fully connected in that way. Hopefully that makes sense. I don't know. It's <laughs> anyways, for me, that's my biggest gratitude and thing that I think that I'm most proud of right now. Um, it wasn't like I said, like what people were like, wow, that's so awesome. Like, that's so incredible. Like whatever I've told people the like basic story and they're like, wow, that's awesome. Like that must've been really hard. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. It was hard like to go back to school full time and with my daughter and all that stuff. And like the 3.9 GPA, I don't say that to be like brag or whatever. It's just kind of like, I got all A's because like in my mind to overcome and make people ignore the fact that I had a child and because I'm tend to be type A and blah, blah, blah. And I want to like prove that I can do things, prove that I'm smart. And because generally I like learning and stuff like that. I, it was easy for me to write papers and turn them in on time before deadlines. Like that wasn't hard for me. And school wasn't hard for me before I got pregnant. That wasn't the hard part for me. Like the, the, the schooling and like the checking off, you know, tasks is not hard for me. It was the relationship stuff, which is kind of why I got pregnant at 19 was I was not good at that. So anyways, my relationships two relationships has changed and grown because I put work in to fix an issue that I realized I was causing a few years ago. And I'm still working on this now. Like even when like I have friends that like, don't text me for a minute and I'm saying millennial minute, my husband's like, what do you mean a minute? Like an actual minute or like millennial minute? Cause he makes fun. And like a millennial minute could literally mean like 30 years. It could be 30 minutes. I don't know what that means. And I'm like, yeah, like a minute. So even when my friends or whatever, don't text me back or whatever in a, a minute, millennial minute, 
I still struggle being like, does she not like me? Because I'll send my one friend. I know she has a lot of stuff going on and she's probably going to listen to this. She's she like, send, I'll send her like a bunch of texts and like, they're like a couple of days apart. I don't want to like bombard her, but I'm like, okay, I don't want to like stack my texts. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave her alone for like a week. I know she's busy. I know she still loves me or whatever as a friend. I'm not going to concern myself, but there is a small part that's like, did I irritate her? Like, did I piss her off somehow? I don't think I did. No, Amanda, you're fine to stop. And like, I'll just be like, okay, cool. She's busy. And I'll like, just kind of like swipe that away and be like, okay, she's busy. I'll text back when I think of her, just let her know. I thought of her. I don't want to put like no pressure, you know, type of thing. And I'm, I'm still working on that, but that was very different than me. Like even four years ago, I instantly went to, they don't like me, blah, blah, blah. You know, other than the fact that the gratitude journals were making me feel like a whiny little bee and in constant comparison to others, less fortunate, it's, for me, it feels like a passive act of gratitude. There's no focus on actually showing your gratitude to the people and the stuff that you're grateful for. For me, the journals were just silly because it felt like I was documenting what I already knew and I was already actively trying to show. Like I already show the people, I feel like I do, I was already showing the people that I was listening how grateful I am for them in the moment. Like I already said, thank you, blah, 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 and gave a reason why. Like I don't just say thank you. I'll give a reason. Like, thanks for sharing that with me. I really appreciate that. That made me feel whatever. Like it's corny, but I was already doing it in the moment. So writing it down is like a dear diary. I'm so grateful for my friend because blah, blah, blah. Like I can write that. But to me, I would just be listing. I'm grateful for my friend because they're supportive. And I would just like list the attribute, but actively I was telling that person in the moment for the support. Like I was already saying thankful. So it was already kind of, it was just like listing things that I already knew. And it wasn't even a reminder. It was just like, yeah, I already know this. So for you, it might be a good reminder to like do it. But for me and maybe others out there, it was just kind of like, yeah, I already know, you know? So it was like, I'm not going to list down things to do, brush my teeth every day. Like I know I'm supposed, I know I brush my teeth. I do it every day. It's habit. Like I don't have to think about it as much. So I thank people for being supportive. I send them nice messages telling them how much I appreciate them. I, I try to show up for them and ask how I can, comport, can support them. And so writing it in my journal every day was just kind of annoying. And I felt disconnected from what I was already actively doing on a daily basis. Plus, I'm, I also was annoyed that I was wasting paper. I was like, this is stupid. I don't feel like wasting paper. So I kept like scrunching it up further, further, getting my writing smaller and smaller. I was like, this is stupid. I don't actually feel anything. So I, was just, I just felt like I was wasting paper. So for me, the biggest issue then in gratitude journaling is the passive act of writing kind of random gratitudes a lot of times versus active living gratitude. And I don't know if that's then corny to say, but it's just the active versus passive act of saying it and like feeling it versus doing it. They're just different things. And so that's where I sometimes feel there's a disconnect with gratitude journals and kind of the language around gratitude just in general. Doing gratitude practice in the moment is better. I don't even think it's just for me. I think it's for everybody. Like when you feel good because a friend did something nice, for example, you should tell them right then, even though you don't realize how nice it made you feel, you can tell them later, but don't just later write it in your diary, like a dear gratitude diary. I'm thankful for Audrey today because she helped me solve a problem. My friend's name's Audrey. So I used listed her as an example. But I also said it to her in person, for example, like we were talking the other day and she, um, she gave me like this food for thought thing. And I was like, you know what? That actually like irritated me too. Thank you so much for sharing it. You reminded me that I also am irritated by this. This is a great idea. I will let you know how this goes instead of just saying like, oh, that's a cool idea. Thanks for sharing. I mean, I could have just said that, but I also knew that I was more thankful 
and thought about it more than what I was going to say if I said the, the latter. So I gave the full, thank you for sharing it. It reminded me of this, this, and this. I appreciate that. Thank you. Like your thank you should mean something just like an apology. Like for me, I know there's different apology styles, for example, just like there's like different love languages, but for me, a good apology is like the reason why you're sorry. So like when someone says, I'm sorry, it doesn't like, I appreciate the apology, but in my mind, you might be saying sorry for something different than what I'm feeling. And I want to make sure we're on the same page for what is being apologized for. So when I say, sorry, I try to also do the same thing because you didn't like love language, you give love and whatever in the same way that you want to receive it. So I like to be like, I like the apology to be, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. I didn't mean it that way. So I'm sorry if you felt unheard or whatever the thing is. I like someone to apologize to me that way. The same way the thankfulness I feel like should be thank you and thank you for, thank you for making blah, blah, blah. It should have an extra meaning beyond just the thanks, you know? And for me, I know this is really awkward and corny at first to start saying in the moment to give a sincere thank you because it is vulnerable and because it's kind of admitting that like you're feeling a certain feel other than like the societally acceptable ones, you know, it's like appreciation and obviously gratitude and vulnerable feelings are weird and they suck. I hate them. Um, but you eventually get used to that corny, uncomfortable feeling and it becomes more of a habit just to say how you actually feel. Like for me with my friend Audrey, I was like, well, I could have just left it at, oh, cool. That's a cool idea. Thanks. Or like, thanks for sharing. That's cool. I didn't think about it like that. I was like, no. Also, we've like had other conversations. So like once you build the conversation with somebody, it's not weird anymore because they're also like doing the same thing as you. So you're both kind of doing it. And so it's less corny and uncomfortable, but even just saying it, it is like, it took me a second to be like, okay, how do I phrase this really quickly? I was just like, how do I phrase this in a way that isn't like fake sounding, like overly thankful? Cause I'm not like, oh my God, thank you so much. It was just kind of more than a thanks. How do I phrase it in a way that she knows that I appreciate her? It was like an extra second to like, how do I let her know that I appreciated this beyond just a quick thank you? And that can be weird. And it still kind of sometimes will make me feel weird when someone does. I'm like, oh, you're welcome. It's not that big of a deal. You know, it makes someone feel weird on both sides, but it's not like you ever regret saying it. Like, so for example, stories of me doing exactly this basic thing and sharing how it went are in episode four, your shine doesn't dim mine, other women are not your competition, and the importance of being vulnerable and a little weird, episode 10, I basically did the same thing. It wasn't gratitude, like saying thank you for, but it was saying how I felt and putting me and them theoretically in a weird, like, why is she being so like weird, you know, position. And I don't know, I, I don't think I've ever regretted doing it. I don't think I've ever... But an instance where someone's like, ew, and then I felt weird. It's it, they usually appreciate you sharing how you made them feel or a nice word you might have had. And even if they don't say anything or in the moment or they don't appreciate it and it's clear they don't appreciate it. I, it hasn't like I said, that, that hasn't happened to me. But in my mind, I'm like, that's on them, like no hard feelings on them at all. But like maybe they're not used to it or maybe they legit didn't care. And that's not your problem. You know, like you at least said your feels and you can feel better knowing that you spoke your truth kind of thing. Like, like I said, the episode 10, the importance of being vulnerable and a little weird. I was 
and like talking to this girl at a wedding and I told her she was really pretty and like we had this whole conversation and that could have been like really weird but she was just like okay cool and she didn't it turned into a whole conversation and she told me her actual feelings and like we haven't talked since then and that's been like I don't know a few months now and I'm like I literally had no expectation other than just sharing how I felt like I said in the episode too like I was like I have no expectation of us becoming like best friends and braiding each other's hair or anything like that it was just like I just thought this thing it was nice I wanted to tell somebody and it's not gratitude but it was just feeling a certain way telling them and realizing that that made you look slightly weird or put you in like a weird vulnerable position and then potentially make them be like what is she doing this is weird but even if it had happened I still spoke it and like, who cares? I might, I'm never going to see her again, theoretically. It doesn't matter. So I feel good knowing that I said what I felt and got it out of my head, basically. In conclusion, gratitude journals may work for some people, but I think for a lot of us out there, obviously myself included, they just feel dishonest and silly. So I touched on it a little bit in the beginning of the episode, but I think it kind of deserves its own episode is just being allowed to feel your feelings just generally. I feel like just to circle back around to that with gratitude, like when you list gratitude out on a journal, but you're not actually feeling grateful, you're actually feeling kind of crappy. Like you look at these things and you're like, yeah, I guess I should be grateful for this, this and this, but I still am like, I don't feel good about it. And like, it just makes you feel worse that like I should be grateful, but I'm not. And so it's just, sometimes can make you feel worse or nothing at all. Like it doesn't do anything. And like it, it can work for some people, but for a lot of people, I know myself included just feels annoying. Like I just feel annoying. Like I'm annoyed at myself basically. Like I'm not grateful. And so I think that's its own episode. So I'm just going to, I just want to wrap that back up to circle back around. Cause I did mention that at the beginning of the episode about like feeling your feels. But for me, I feel like for me and my gratitude practice, if I, I don't know if I actually have a practice quote unquote, but I like, I show, try to show gratitude is, I think it's supposed to serve an active living in gratitude practice more than it's just kind of writing in a dear gratitude diary, passively listing random things that you've, that you think you're thankful for kind of thing. Like, like I said, like I'm thankful for clean water. Like me writing that always having clean water doesn't really mean anything to me. And like, I'm, that might not be the thing that you're writing down and not feeling true to. It might be something else. Like, I'm grateful for my health. Like everyone's supposed to be quote unquote grateful for their health. But I'm like, I've never had a major health scare. Like when I have that, like I might be, I'll be grateful then. Right. Because I had a scare, but right now me walking on two legs and not having anything quote like knock on wood wrong with me theoretically, other than mental issues, obviously is I can't, it's hard for me to be grateful for something that I can't understand not having, if that makes sense. So for me to write things like that or it's a comparison to somebody else's life, you know, like me seeing somebody in a wheelchair being like, Oh my gosh, they must have such a difficult life. You know, that's me almost kind of putting myself on a pedestal in a way of like, thank God I have legs, you know? And it's just, that's what runs through my head personally. And I don't know if that's for other people as well, based on my Googling, like I said, other people feel this way too. So I just want to throw that out there and wrap that up. Challenge for you if you choose to accept it or don't. Obviously, no pressure to you. It's your life. But think of something you're grateful for. Just one thing is okay. And if grateful is a loaded term for you, like it is sometimes for me, it might be helpful to think of it as something or someone that you have typically strong positive feelings for or about on a mostly daily basis. Don't think about it in terms of anyone else's life or things that you should be grateful for, like at least I have kind of thing. Think of it as what 
actually gives you joy, like even some small part part of joy and gratitude. And if you want, you can write it down because if you like to journal, cool. I'm not hating on journaling at all. The gratitude force practice is what my issue is. So if you want to write it down, go for it or don't save the paper, whatever serves you and makes you happy and doesn't hurt other people do that thing. So just one. And just in case you would like an example and like me to overshare my gratitudes are basically what I said earlier in the episode. But today I'm grateful for the fact that my husband and I worked out together at the gym. And when I say worked out together, we were not like holding hands, walking around the gym together. We're not that disgusting about it. But we were working out in the general vicinity with each other, like separate but together is our joke. Like I like a lot of separate but together time, like being in the same room, but we don't necessarily have to be doing the same thing, talking or whatever, but we're in the same vicinity together. So I, we were talking at the gym, like we on and off talk. And I love, I love that time together. And he does too, because he tells me he really, he loves working out and he loves that I'm there. Um, cause he has like a partner in crime kind of thing. So we really appreciate that time together. So I am grateful for the fact that I am able to spend time with my husband Monday through Friday at the gym together. And if this feels true to you, you can write it. But I just wanted to say, like, if you wanted to notice that I didn't write, I'm grateful for my health, which is inherent about being able to work out. Basically, like you have to be healthy enough to do something physically active. I'm not going to write. I'm grateful for my legs. I'm grateful for my arms working. I'm grateful that like I'm not stuffy, that I can breathe through my nose. Like I'm grateful for all those things in theory, right? Because I have them, but I've never had a scare. I've never not been able to use my legs. I have been stuffy in my nose, but I like either will take a nap or just push through and still go to the gym. Like it's not a thing that's something that I would feel like I should be grateful for. So I didn't write that. What I wrote was I'm grateful for the time that my husband and I are are separate, put together in the gym for an hour and a half. So if that feels true to you, like the health thing, write it. If it doesn't, don't write something that actually gives you even like a little bit of joy today. I say this every episode, but I think it's especially relevant because this is about gratitude. Thank you so much for having me in your ears for another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. You have spent at least a half an hour, theoretically, hopefully, I don't know if you skipped. So maybe it's like 10 minutes skipping through looking for highlights, but maybe a half an hour listening to me. If it's your first episode listening, or if it's not your first episode and you listen to a bunch, you potentially listen to me talk for hours. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it because... I am making this podcast for me because I think it's fun and I just kind of want to share stuff, but I also think it's relevant to other people because I think it could be helpful. And so I am hoping that something I say resonates and it can be shareable to somebody else to be helpful to. So I really do appreciate any and all listens. (laughs) If you enjoyed it, please share this episode. Like I said, I would really appreciate it and try gratitude, but do it in the moment, you know, just I don't know. What are you grateful for today? I don't know. I'm grateful for you listening and for potentially sharing it with one of your friends or lots of your friends or anybody, the male person. I don't care. Just anyone that you think it could be helpful for. I really appreciate it. And look out for a new episode next Tuesday. Like there's an episode out every new Tuesday and it's going to be about how you're not overthinking. A lot of times this stuff is hard. Life is hard. And so just kind of stop beating yourself up for things that you think you're overthinking or overanalyzing or making more difficult than it needs to be because maybe you're not, maybe it's just hard and you're just not accepting that feeling that it is hard and you're beating yourself up because you think it should be easier. 
but maybe it's not. Maybe it is hard and maybe it's okay to feel that a difficult thing is difficult. So that'll be next Tuesday's episode. Keep an eye out for that. And yeah, hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye.